0: Another special episode of the Epic Experiment Podcast. I'm your host Bruce. It's episode 100. We made it! Woo! And I'm joined on the line, by... oh wait, Lux is in here. Well, that stinks, so, ladies and gentlemen. Lux is uh, currently in at the in at the shop, and uh, we wanted to get the show started because we do have a guest tonight. But Lux will jump on when he gets a chance, and uh, we'll get st- and he'll join us for episode 100. Now, I was mentioning that we're going to bring on a special guest tonight, so we have our our, our, our friend of the show, our most frequent visitor, uh, Sona from the Lotus Council, joining us tonight. How are you this evening?
1: I am doing great, and congratulations on 100.
0: I know. It's so cool. It feels like such an accomplishment to get to a hundred. I know nobody out there on in the internet really cares except for us, but to us, it feels like a big, big deal. Uh, it means we've been stuck at this a long, long time and uh, we've been really enjoying it. So, uh, uh, thank you very much. We, we couldn't have done it without the support from the Lotus council and knowing that there are great people in the Lotus council who check us out and support us and urge us on and agree to come on and talk with us. So, uh, no, so thank you to all everybody, to the Lotus Council. Thank you, uh, Sona. I think this is what probably your sixth or seventh time being on with us. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's been lots of fun to get, and glad to get to hundred
1: finally. Yeah, it's exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now on to hundred more. Let's get to episode two hundred. Ooh, we'd be with the big boys then. But anyway, um, we'll get some housekeeping, and then we'll get onto the way with today's show, there, folks. So. Uh, Here on the show, you can find all of our content over at thelotuscouncil.com. That means you can find the podcast. It gets uploaded there free for everyone to just check out each and every week. But there's lots of other videos that you can find or other content. Uh, You can find the Twitch stream. You can find uh, YouTube videos. You can find a little bit of everything else going on up there. And you can find a link to the Discord where you can find lots of cool people who love to talk magic, love to talk about EDH in particular. So if you're an EDH crazy guy and you love it and you know it's all you want to talk about well come on in there's lots of people to talk about bounce ideas off your next for your next deck uh, and just get everybody uh, in, involved in talking about it all right so come and check out the discord It's very friendly very supportive very positive and the best part is it is free you can come and join uh, and be part of it you can lurk around for a bit and then decide you're gonna if you're gonna say something and, and contribute but it's free for you to join and it's a super, super community. One of the best ones on the internet that I've encountered and well worth your visit to come and check it out. So come on in, come and check out thelowscouncil.com and their discord. Come and see it for yourself. You're going to enjoy what you find. All right. Also it is episode 100. And so, uh, we're going to have a giveaway. Uh, now for our giveaway this time around, we've given away packs before and packs are cool. But I feel for like episode 100, we need to do better than a pack. So I think this time around, we're gonna build a deck, and we're going to uh, we're gonna draw the names of some people out there who uh, get their names entered in the draw. Stick around to the end of the show for how uh, you can find out to be entered into the draw, uh, and the winner will be get will get a deck sent from me to you. Uh, all built, ready to ready to play, uh, a la epic experiment podcast. All right, so uh, if you're interested, you want a free deck, you want some stuff you can you can do and and, and some fun stuff to play with, check us out uh, to the end of the show to find out how you could be entered into the giveaway. Uh, the deck I'm going to be brewing is going to be Killian uh, Ink Duelist, uh, which is actually one of the uncommons from Strixhaven that I really got uh, interested in, and I. Haven't built the deck yet. I've got all the sort of the pieces sort of collecting. I don't know how you build decks there, Sona. Like, do you collect the pieces over a number of months and then you like flip through boxes and you're like, oh, there's, there's that card I was looking for. Uh, oh, I should have put that someplace safer. You ever have that thought?
1: Yeah, I've. Actually, I actually had to change up how I do my deck building just to get organized so I don't buy the same card like four times. Yeah. <laughs> Which is okay because I do play the, you know, 75 card formats too. But still, I mean, it is a bit of an expense sometimes, and sometimes you end up with more than a playset, and you're just like, why do I keep buying this card? <laughs> yeah. So I've started... What I've started doing is I've started like getting the really super cheap deck boxes Yeah. and just putting in the cards in yeah. there that I'm going to use hey. for the deck so that, okay, I'm building this deck here. This is what it's going to be. Put a little sticky note on it. I can come back to it. Okay, here's more for the deck. How close is it? And yeah,
0: well, I, I understand how you feel because I've got little piles. Like I've got a pile here for a Hanada deck. I've got a pile here for a Shorakai deck and I've got a Killian pile. So anyway, I'm going to brew you up a Killian deck, a Killian list. And I will give that away to one lucky listener here on the show. So uh, yeah, like if you want to win a deck, uh, nothing like winning a whole deck that you can like take out to the store and take it for a spin and see how it does. All right. So Sona, we bring you on to talk brawl because you and I are love our brawl. Am I, not, am I wrong? No? I don't think so. But. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I've been set to enjoy the occasional brawl game, so yeah. possibly.
0: Now, I haven't played in paper yet. I'll be honest. I've never played in paper, but I've done enough brawling on Arena to uh, be able to think. I think I can speak uh, reasonably confidently about what I've encountered. So tonight, folks, we're going to talk about brawl. Because we're right near the end of Kamigawa uh, being the, the new kid on the block, and soon we'll be replaced by, uh, by Nuka Penna as being the brand new thing on the block. That doesn't mean the Kamigawa cards aren't going to be still in Brawl. But will all our attention is going to be, I know, is going to be focused on new Penna cards. So um, I thought it would be a good time to talk and review where we're at with Brawl after Kamigawa and see where see where we're at see what we've thought and uh see what we've learned from the format so uh that's ostensibly why we have sona on tonight but it's a great opportunity to get someone else's perspective when we talk about some of these preview cards the segment one is going to be all about new capenna previews so um all right are we ready there there sona i almost called you lux are you ready oh yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) so let's start with now, Scryfall is down, so we're going to have to go and do it the old fashioned way through mythicspoiler.com. Um, so we're going to start with Elizabeth Resplendent. Uh, Elizabeth Resplendent is 3 white white for a legendary Planeswalker Elizabeth. Starts with 5 loyalty. Plus 1, choose up to 1 target creature, put a plus 1 plus 1 counter, and a counter from among flying, first strike, lifelink, or vigilance on it. Minus three, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may put a permanent card with mana value three or less from among them onto the battlefield with a shield counter on it. Put the rest of the bottom of your library in a random order. And minus seven, create five three three white angel creature tokens with flying. So this card, I don't don't worry about, I don't want to talk about where it's going to fit in Commander. It's just, is like, this is a cool card. Like, this is just... A super cool card that I think... Like, there would be a lot of people excited to put this in all sorts of decks of all sorts. Do you, what do you think there,
1: Sona? I really want to make my standard deck Naya now, because my standard deck is Halana and Elena-based. And this is just icing on that whole interaction. Oh, I don't know why it, you aren't already. This like... is... Yeah, this is this is gonna get played heavily. My only concern is, you know, getting the play set to be able to do it there. a little bit better, if if that makes sense.
0: No, I, I understand. Like I, I get it. Like and this is going to be reasonably pricey, I think, as far as Planeswalker goes. Um I think the only sort of hitch with this one is that you have the Wandering Emperor who is sort mm-hmm. of competing with it in many of the same regards. Because like the plus one is very comparable on uh, the Wandering Emperor put a counter on something. Now, this one also gives it, you know, you're probably giving it flying or lifelink, let's be real. Yeah. Um, but, like, which, and flying's big game. Like, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, Wandering Emperor coming down, man, mana cheaper, being able to play at a flash speed. Like, that, that's, a, like, there's only, we all know in, in decks, you only have so many spots for walkers. And you know, in standard as well as in commander, you have to decide which walkers you're gonna prioritize and whether you're gonna prioritize Wandering uh Emperor or you're gonna prior or prioritize something like Elsbeth. I think she's super cool, and I think very clearly you're playing her for the plus one in Commander. Like that's how I view her. Like I think you're going for the plus one and uh the minus three in commander it feels much less impactful than uh it might be in standard or a constructive format where your curve is has propensity to be much lower i don't know like what how are your thoughts on that minus like the minus is cool but i don't think in commander you're probably going to be hitting as many cool things with the minus three as you would be in a constructive format
1: yeah uh definitely with also, with the deck sizes, it's a little bit of a limitation to just be looking at seven. It's a much larger chunk when you're talking sixty cards yes. to look through seven and honestly, I could also see this one seeing some play in brawl
0: i oh this, i I think brawl this is going to be a, a a big player in brawl um because you get the like the that minus three is a form of card advantage that you can generate. And if you're playing a low, a reasonably low slung white deck, or even, you know, playing a white green deck or something with Elspeth in the, in your deck, you're going to generate some pretty good card advantage with that minus three because you're probably going to, mm-hmm. even if you're only hitting an arcane signet or something, because of the way it's worded, you can put a permanent that includes a mana rock or an enchantment of modest value. Like you can hit your, um, Oh, what's the one it's gonna it's like you draw a card if you have three or more a, power, a creature with three or more or whatever Like all those sorts of enchantments that just sort of sit there and passively accrue you value Well, you're gonna spit them out for free off of your Elzbeth, which I think is pretty cool um, But I think in commander you're most likely going to be looking to give one of your creatures evasion So You're gonna play the plus one almost assuredly And you're going to be looking to go to the minus seven as fast as you can. So, you know, nothing quite like making five, three, three white angel creature tokens with flying for, for cheap. (laughs) Like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like three, like five, three, threes. That's going to close a game out fast. Like that's, that's cool. Like I like Elizabeth. I think she's super sweet. Um, again, I don't know how many decks we're going to play her because there are like in many commander decks, you only have so many slots for walkers, but I do think she is super cool. All right, next let's do, you want to, do you want to me to read Vivian on the hunt? Sure. All right, let's read Vivian. Uh, why is my internet being slow right now? Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, the hyperlinks work now. I must move up. All right, so Vivian on the hunt four green green for legendary planeswalker Vivian uh, starts loyalty of four plus two. You may sacrifice a creature if you do search library for a creature card with mana value equal to one plus the sacrifice creature's mana value. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. Plus one mill five cards, then put any number of creature cards milled this way into your hand. And minus one, create a four four green rhino warrior creature token. So they gave us birthing pod on a planeswalker. Well, that's a little a, bit. That's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. Um, yeah. Uh, so okay. So what's the? So what is this, this? What differentiates this language here from being birthing pod? It, it is a little different, right? I think yeah, it's, um, it's, it's slightly nuanced. I'm gonna to have to go pull up birthing pod and compare the yeah. language. Oh, hold on, folks! I have not. Okay, birthing pod. Let's have a look at birthing pod. Birthing pod says: One in a Phyrexian green tap, sacrifice a creature. Search your library for a creature card with mana value equal to one plus the sacrificed creature's mana value. Put that card onto the battlefield and shuffle. Only activate
1: only as a sorcery. How does that differ from this? So, I think there's a couple of key pieces of the language. There's the "you may." Well, so, so I don't know if this means you can plus without having to sack.
0: Y- well, you can, but if you sa- but if you don't sacrifice, but, you don't get then, the
1: pod. Oh yeah, you don't get the the creature. But I mean,
0: I puts her at six. I, I think okay. the.
1: Yeah, I think the big thing is having this on a planeswalker and having that planeswalker cost six. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean it that's it that's it's a bit more. Yeah.
0: But it's also something that you can like actively protect against and, and shield it and Yeah. And also offers other modes of versatility as opposed to your pod, which is a one trick pony. Because Let's imagine you are playing a deck full of creatures and you don't have one on the battlefield right now. For that plus two, you can just mill five cards and see if you pull some number of creatures out of your graveyard. And uh, I I have to say, I I like that. (laughs) Like, I can imagine building lots of green decks that are chocker blocked full of you know 35 or 40 creatures, and now you're probably going to hit statistically, you hit. Two out of five, and you put two creatures in your hand, and you know maybe they're only mana dorks, but maybe they're big old things. And let's be real, that minus one, like make a make a four-four green rhino warrior. That's nothing to mess with. That's a big body for a, for yeah. a on a minus one. And like yeah. <laughs> like and folks, this is going to go in decks with populate mechanics. Like if you a if you're a populate deck you're going to want Vivian because populate decks often are going to want to go with big tokens. You're not looking to populate little ones, sapperlings or little soldiers. You want to turn like your token production into big things that are going to smash face. So this and, you know, Tristani and an Esticus chariot and whatever else is floating around to make big fat tokens is the order of the day. So Vivian's going to be well played I'm not worried about Vivian either like she's going to get lots of play lots of attention Yeah.
1: well I don't know that she's actually going to be the one that people focus on for that I don't know if you saw the preview for Evolving Door but I think that one's going to see more play
0: I saw that one I was going to put it on tonight I'm, I, I prioritize the,
1: the mythics yeah I, um, yeah, I know <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really? a great one it, it, I think it's better
0: I think you're right. It, I, think it, I think it think it might be a better. Uh, if if, if you're look, yeah. if you're looking to to sacrifice and like looking to pull that like pod ask trick, then yeah, mm-hmm. like I think it's better. But,
1: well, I I mean you can take like a one of the green white citizen tokens that you make with mm-hmm. a lot of the things sack it and then get a three color something. Yes, yes you can, and that's going to be pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it another time i was pretty excited about that oh one,
0: I, so. I saw it and i was i almost made the list and i'm,
1: I'm like i'd be mindful of my time yeah. so uh,
0: let's do uh let's do let's do the the last planeswalker that we've spoiled for us so far um as they call him uh, affectionately mob nixilis the adversary or this is odd nixilis so this is uh our friend Ob nixilis who's a one black red legendary planeswalker nixilis Uh, casualty x copy this legendary sorry the, the copy isn't legendary and has starting loyalty x as you cast a spell you may sacrifice a creature with power x when you do copy this spell and you may choose new targets for the copy right that seems just not at all abusable at all just you know hey all right Uh, Plus one, each opponent loses two life unless they discard a card. If you control a demon or devil, you gain two life. Minus two, create a one one red devil creature token with when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. And minus seven, target player draws seven cards and loses seven life. So... uh, And you get to make two of them. Well, that seems broken.
1: A little bit, especially if you're like making the devils and things to be able to have the sack outlet, so that you're, you know,
0: um, pinging for
1: one damage while copying. I mean, it's.
0: I think I think the I think you the the obvious one is the yeah. blitz, is the blitz creatures like those blitz creatures that you end up blitzing yeah. blitzing in and you have to sack them anyway before end step, so you may as True. well like cashed him in for some Obnixilus good goodness um, and just reaped the rewards. Uh, bottom line here, folks, like this one's also, this is broken in half. Three mana loyalty, like three mana walkers are always good. This one feels particularly good. Uh, if you ha- can sacrifice something monstrous to it, the token can ultimate right away, which is also kind of absurd because now you have like a grizzle brand effect on your thing like i'm sorry what because like there's two ways to play that minus seven you could target your opponent which feels stupid um although there will be people who you know if your opponent's at five you're just going to dome them with it and they die um mm-hmm. but uh the i think the most common way to do this is you target yourself Refill your grip, and then you're like, Yep, uh, Nixlus has drew me all a drew me a fresh hand of goodness, let's go to work. So,
1: yeah, I'm brewing this one in Brawl, <laughs> as you should. I, I'm just flat out saying it this is gonna be the next major Brawl deck that I build, and I may try to build it in paper too. Can yeah, you, can, this, this, is gonna, this is going
0: to be everywhere. This is going to be everywhere. There's no doubt about it. Just everywhere. And yeah. I, we'll talk about Brawl when we get to our segment 2 when we talk, when we talk about Brawl, but wah, wah, this is going to be everywhere. <laughs> Alright. Uh, let's pull up Halo Fountain. Halo Fountain 2 and a white for an artifact. And This guy's got some like trading post style feels to it. White and a tap. Untap a tapped creature you control. Create a one green and white citizen creature token. Okay, that's cool. Uh, white, white, tap. Untap two tapped creatures you control to draw a card. Wait a second. They give us card draw in white. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then white, 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 tap. So five whites. Untap 15 tapped creatures you control. You win the game. Ah, like come on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that—that's a silly text on it. Um, I—I I don't know how you're going to get there, but let's toggle those first two modes. Those first two modes, I think, are where this is at. All right. So they untap tap creatures. Mm-hmm. So that means it's untapping like a Stoneforge Mystic. It's untapping your Tristani, it's untapping your Amara. It's untapping all these value creatures that are just have got activated abilities, and I've only thought of a few, but I'm sure I can think of a bajillion more if I get if I get right down to, right, get right down to it. You could t- untap a Fabro Elder, or just make a bajillion mana. Like you can do a lot of silly things with this card because it says untap tap creatures, and that is broken. Like redonkulously broken. So yeah. yeah, And like untapping two creatures to draw, to draw a card, like that to me sounds ultimately very achievable. And you're going to now how give white card advantage and got to remember white is like, sorry, these, the white has access to, um, and is often partnered with green where you've got a lot of convoke mechanic. Like you can, so you can convo- use it to convoke mm-hmm. creatures and do absolutely silly things that way. like I think this card is just undeniably just, just bananas and
1: yeah.
0: uh, I'm really excited for it, if only for those first two modes. the third mode is like just sheer gravy. If you can get 15 creatures
1: on the battlefield in command you deserve to win the game anyway. but you know well, this would do so well in Abzan tokens. <laughs>
0: Uh, I well, I just, I you know, I was, I see there's a new, like, there's going to be a Naya tokens build too, like the with yeah. Jetmere. Jet so you're going to play with like March of the Multitudes or White Sun Zenith or uh, Secure the Wastes, make a million tokens mm-hmm. on end step, untap, and then like convoke something. I don't know what you're going to do. Like, you, like, or you get your Cryptolith right on the battlefield, tap all your dudes, make a pile of mana. I don't know what you do, like you don't even need to do anything. Just make the mana and then, like, untap them all with Halo Fountain and win the game. Like, just... yeah. So oh,
1: I, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking like tossing in Chatterfang and Slimefoot and like the major token generators. Oh, and just going to town. You're not This wrong. is a, this is a fun card.
0: <laughs> you are not wrong. This card is br- is hilarious, and I like. I don't want to call it broken because I don't think it's broken. I think it's ultimately like but it's going to enable some really, really interesting things and start and continues the trend of putting white on par with many of the other colors and things that it can do. Cause now you don't need to invest card resources, like actual cards from your hand, to affect the board by putting creatures on the board or to draw cards. You could just activate Halo Fountain. So yeah. Cards really good. <laughs> Just really, really good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, all right. Next we have, uh, we're now into some of these uh, other, other cards. So we have, we saw some of the uh, family mob bosses. I don't know what they want to call them. I guess like family leaders or whatever. So we're into Zyatora the Incinerator. Which is the Jund, or the Riveteer, Riveteers, so three black, red, green, or three and a Jund, for a legendary creature, Demon-Dragon, which, if that's not a cool creature type, I don't know what is. It's a 6-6 six, six with flying, because it's a dragon and a demon, so of course it flies. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice another creature. When you do, Zy- Zyatora the Incinerator deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target, and you create three treasure tokens. Good grief. <laughs> Fling commanders that make you that make you mana. Mm. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> like
1: And help pay for the commander tax if somebody tries to kill it. Exactly. I'm like,
0: oh my gosh. Like now, I'm glad it's not an activated ability. I'm glad it's like you hit your end step and so they can remove it prior to your end step and you don't get the trigger. However, when it happens, good Lord, what is this? Um, so yeah, no. And if I'm not mistaken, you can double it with strionic Resonator. If I'm not mistaken, is that the one? I believe so. Let me, um... let me go look at strionic Resonators. Copy targeted triggered ability. You control. You may choose new targets for the copy. Triggered ability uses the term uses the words when, whenever, at. So at the beginning of your end step, yeah, this would be a triggered ability. So, astronomic resonator flinging two things, making six tokens, six makes six treasure tokens. Um, feels silly. And this one this was my favorite so far i like this one
1: what are your thoughts sorry you you were cutting out there oh, on me
0: sorry uh you know so this this is my favorite of all the the these family leaders uh what are your thoughts on Zayatora? yeah
1: it, it, i mean it's it's jund i do like jund um yeah, that's probably something I would like. I I like to cheat commander tax and you know, with mm-hmm. all the doublers and triplers and other things. And Yeah, that could be fun. So folks, if you like to play
0: Zyatora, Strionic Resonator and Jorn are your two buddies. Cause Jorn's gonna double the trigger the treasure tokens, and Strionic Resonator is gonna double the, the fling. And that seems good. Just, just good. Uh, next we have Falco Sparrow, Pact Weaver. Uh, one green, white, blue. So one in a band. We have legendary creature, Bird Demon. Interesting, flying trample, and there's a three-three. When Falco Sparrow, Pact Weaver enters the battlefield with a field, sorry, with a shield and uh, a shield counter on it, you may look at the top card of your library at any time, and you may cast spells from the top of your library by removing a counter from a creature you control in addition to paying their other costs. So you can cash in counters to play things off the top of your deck. Hmm. What are your thoughts, Zona?
1: This set is broken.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. This card is nuts. It is very nuts. I like to play things on the top of my deck. If you are playing, if you like lean into the evolve mechanic in any way, shape or form, uh, you are going to go and reap the rewards of this. Also the Azuri from commander 2017 with the experience ones, Azuri Claw of Progress is going to put counters on all your things or, or makes lo- or make lots of counters with your experience. Yeah, that's going to be good. Um, what else is going to be good with it? Um, there's just lots of green, white, countery, tokeny things. Uh, you know, the Elsbeth makes tokens. Like it's going to put a Elsbeth's going to put a plus one plus one counter and um, an ability token counter on it. Meaning you're going to get all sorts of ways to activate things with Elsbeth on the mm-hmm. battlefield. This feels like a card that could be a very powerful engine. Um, I don't know how broken it's going to be, but it feels very powerful.
1: Well, with broker's ascendancy yeah
0: <laughs> oh i forgot about that card yeah. yeah 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 so this feels very very potent um particularly i can imagine lots of people fooling around with this stuff and going to work so yeah i'm a big fan um i mean i still think Zayator is my favorite but falco and ravine are my next ones i think ultimately Jetmere is, is fourth and then for me Lord Jander that we, we, we previewed last week is uh, my last. Uh, it comes up the rear for me as far as the Mythics uh, and potential Planeswalk. Sorry, potential Commanders go. But anyway. Uh, there's one more on our list tonight. Are you ready? This thing's broken in half. Yeah. <laughs> so you got Luxure. Gyadas? Gyadas? I don't know how to say that name. Gyadas Gift? So one generic. Yep, that's one generic. Legendary Artifact Equipment. Equipped Creature gets plus one plus one for each counter on it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Equipped Permanent isn't a Planeswalker and is a creature in addition to his other types. But Loyalty Abilities can still be activated. You equip a Planeswalker for one, and you equip it for one. Dear
1: Lord. That's ridiculous yeah uh this is the kind of card to buy a playset plus of oh yeah you're buying like you're snapping up eight copies like next
0: week like tomorrow now yeah. now yeah like now get off the show and, like, yeah audience pause the show go to your favorite platform by which for you you purchase your magic cards and buy like eight of these pre-order them i don't care what the pre-order price is just just do it because yeah uh, it's not going to go. It's not going to get cheap. This is going to get dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is going to get stupid. Can you imagine slapping this on an Ugin or a Karn or a Bolas or a Garrick Apex Predator? I can. You know what's also cool? Slapping it on like an Elspeth Resplendent or Liliana Dreadhorde General or whatever else you've got floating around. All that seems good. I, there's no drawbacks.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would kind of want to put it on Gideon Blackblade just, you know, for the memes. At that point, but I mean it's you could put it on whatever. You literally could put it on whatever. Just just
0: whatever, whatever you want. And then if you get re- really oh, no, it doesn't work with it doesn't work with the Sarkon that turns all your planeswalkers into dragons. Because it means they're not planeswalkers anymore. But that's okay too. You don't really care. This card is cool. This card
1: is crazy cool. Um, oh man, I'm looking at the pre-order prices. <laughs> what, is the, what is the pre-order price? 50 bucks? The extended art is like 44-ish and well, okay. the regular art is 30.
0: Yeah, go buy the 30 ones. Go buy the dirty regular non-foils because I'll bet they'll be, they'll be 50 bucks by next Christmas. Like every yeah. Every deck's going to want this. There's not a deck that's not going to want it. This is going to be um i believe at, like, apart from the triomes the most played card from this set by a wide margin because yeah it's this colorless yeah it plays with planeswalkers in an, in a way that is absolutely absurd and is just and like planeswalkers aren't going away as, long as they're like a, a unique feature to this set like we had war of the spark you can go t- like partner looks here up with any comm- any planeswalker from war of the spark and just have a field day and now now you can have your your planeswalker like people don't want planeswalkers as commanders because oh well you can't do commander damage well now you sure can so like this thing is broke. Yeah. this is busted
1: like, yeah and there's quite a few pretty cheap, uncommon uh, War of the Spark Planeswalkers that have pretty high loyalty counters on them. Kaya. Kaya comes to mind as being
0: very high Yeah. I mean, 7 loyalty. Now, unfortunately, yeah. it can't go up, but you get, like, a 7-7, seven, seven, and Kaya's gonna smash face
1: now, so... Yeah. And then you have, like, Debalt that's 5 for 3. yeah, yeah.
0: Arlen Cord is, is six for a seven mana planeswalker, or seven, pardon me, seven loyalty planeswalker,
1: too. Yeah. Yeah. That's Kiara at. That's another yeah. beastie oh, one. That's
0: seven for three as well. Like, there's a lot of powerful ones in that set alone that partner real well. And that's like that's like the, the low end of the price scale here, folks. Like, you can go up to boluses and, and Ugin's and other things. Like, there's lots of world to go with this and explore and make everyone cry. It's mostly going to make people cry, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. It, it's there's no way this one makes it through standard without getting banned, I think to be honest. Uh, I think I think you're right. Like not Se- with Mirror Box in standard currently? Agreed.
0: I also think like Renen's like yeah, like and 7 and Wanderers and all this other stuff like yeah, there's there's reason yeah. there's reason to be worried that this is going to be absolutely broken and just Time to hack and slash our way through the world. Yeah.
1: Like, (laughs) I don't think this is quite Oko broken, but I think it might be Oko banned, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) Because it's just going to warp everything. And it's so cheap. Like, come on, man. Like, it equips
0: for. It equips on a planeswalker for one, equips on a creature for three. Like, come on. Yeah. That's cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. All right. Well, those are some sweet. There are some sweet cards, and we have that's all. That's just mythics. I didn't even talk about Urabrask because I thought Ur, I didn't think Urabrask was that exciting personally. But uh, we'll talk about Urabrask next week for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's lots of very powerful things, very silly things um, coming down the pipe. Uh, so stay tuned for more New Capenna previews and. Uh, Pre-release, I believe, is the weekend of the 22nd of April, so it's in two weeks' time. So if you're interested, yes. uh, your local game store is going to have, um, how's the word, juice packs. Because pre-release packs are always <laughs> juiced. No, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, you've noticed, like, they, they seed them with sweet stuff. And so your chances <laughs> of you finding a Luxier, um, and maybe, you know, you find someone in your, in your pre-release who's got one, in a pack, and maybe you can just trade them for—I don't know—all the cars in your kit. <laughs> like, do you want all of do you want all of mine for that one car, please? How about three or four kits? Thanks, worth it. Yeah, worth it. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, that's 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 kind of kind of insane. All right, let's move on to segment two, there, Sona, and let's talk about some brawl. And where do we stand now that Kamigawa is on its way? Has 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 been here has been like the new kid on the block, and is now going to be supplanted by New Penny here shortly. Uh, what have we learned about Brawl from Kamigawa? And uh, I think I wanted to jump in and start this discussion by saying that the that standard Brawl is really hard to play right now. Um, but I think, uh, and I think the gap between standard Brawl and historic Brawl right now is growing exponentially. In terms of both how fun it is to play the format and how much innovation people are prepared to engage in to make decks that are cool, interesting, and, and innovative, all right. Um, and now, my experience with having played quite a bit of Brawl through Kamigawa, because I found I really enjoyed many of the many of the the the, the legendary creatures, is that Brawl looks now to me like a place where people go to farm easy wins with some really, really powerful commanders. And if you mount some sort of stiff opposition where they have to now work for their wins, people don't play. They scoop and move on and go play somewhere else, which is disheartening, to say the least.
1: Um,
0: But I'm not really surprised because the fact that it's unranked, the fact that I imagine many people who are playing the brawl in brawl are probably playing on a free-to-play mode um encourages people to not waste their time having a game where they have to work for their win when they can scoop like re-enter the queue and play somebody else who may be a much softer target and farm a free win with their very powerful commander and i'll talk about what i think are the most prevalent commanders here shortly um now, how how much truth do you think there is to that sort of view of on standard brawl right now? Is like is it does it feel like people are just farming wins? Or do you think people there are people in there that are legitimately looking for an honest to goodness uh match?
1: Honestly, I think there's a lot going on here. So um Having played Brawl and paper before it even made it to Arena or any of the other online things, really it is a social format, and it's supposed to have a social contract where you say, hey, I want to play this commander, what do you think? A little bit of back and forth, and sit down for a casual, fun game. Um, it is designed to be, even with four players, the kind of game that you can finish much, much quicker than a game commander. So you're looking about maybe 30 minutes right. yeah. with four players. Um the way they ported it onto arena and then just kind of didn't do anything to make sure that it was I'm trying to think of the best way to put this uh not trying to be super negative but they just they fumbled it so bad. So yeah. the ranking system and how they set up and match players it's completely broken. Oh, it's... So, yeah. there's so many times where I go up against with my Helana and Elaner. I'm, like, playing, like, super janky decks, like somebody trying to play a shrine as a commander, or something weird. And it's like, why would you place H&A with, you know, jank? And so, it, just the way it's getting set up, it's tended to really enforce that that idea that okay, well, if things don't go right the first turn or two, then just scoop and go, just because otherwise you're not going to get to really play. You just sit there watching another person play when it's just so incredibly outmatched, and yeah, it's just it's just they they keep saying that they fixed the, the matching system. No, they haven't. I just have not seen it. It's just so I like. I can take, yeah, yeah, I can take my Alana and Elena deck and play just Jank commanders. But then if I take a Jank commander, I'm I'm running up against, uh, you know, all of the other big commanders. It it's just they're not they're not matching based off of. The ability of the commander or the decks, there's they're not really doing it. No, that's true. And it doesn't appear that there's any real meta for it, especially with it being the way it is where it's unranked, it's viewed as casual, so there's not really deck lists. Look at meta, I mean, wizards behind the scenes can see what commanders are being played and all that, and they look at the commanders and the percentage of the commanders and and use that for, like, band decisions and stuff. But, I mean, it's just not even... It's just not even close, I mean... Yeah, no, it's... The the Historic Brawl is, I think, a little bit less like that, because the people that were really into Historic Brawl like, really cared about the form. Yeah. And they're not just doing it as a quick way to, you know, get X number of cast red spells, or attack with X creatures, or play X lands, or whatever. They're doing it because they're wanting to play, and with it being a 100-card format, there's a lot longer of a chance to be able to respond to things and come back. And I do have to say that occasionally I will scoop, but it's to the point where, like if my commander's been (laughs) countered like four or five times, I mean, at that point, it's I'm kind of well, you priced out of the game. You're dead in the water, right? Like, and, and, and then it's like, okay, good game. You've won. I'm going to concede. It's not me like rage quitting. It's you've won. I concede. Y- yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. I will absolutely hate wash away. Yeah, <laughs> no, oh, yeah.
0: Um. So I was going to say, like, so my experience with Standard Brawl. We'll start with Standard Brawl and my and my my experience there because I played. I I really explored Standard Brawl pretty well. And I was seeing very quickly that right now through Kamigawa, the three most prominent commanders that I was seeing time and time again were Halana and Elena, uh, were as Tovalar still, and then the third one was Ishin as the three sort of the big, the big trio that we're seeing, which is interesting because it wasn't that long ago. Like people have forgotten the Essicas and the Comas. And the things like that that are still in the format—they've progressed on these other commanders, uh, and like rightfully or wrongfully, I like—I'm not disputing that—but like they've forgotten some of the ones that a year ago when we talked about this stuff were like big, big players of the format, which is good to show the format like evolves and changes. But like we're seeing, like I was seeing tons of Tovalars, tons of tons of Helena and Elena, tons of Icin. So I built a deck to directly counteract that. But actually, the deck list is on, I'm going to share the deck list tonight. There's actually, I made a YouTube video about it as well. If you want to see what the deck look, looks like and we talk about it on a YouTube video, you can check it out too. But essentially the deck is was designed to play as a foil to those strategies and really compel a uh, one of the, one of those sort of three uh, early aggression, heavy attacking cre- uh, you know decks into a situation where they were meeting pretty stiff resistance like i'm not I'm not backing down I'm not going to let you have free attacks I'm going to bounce in tempo and counter your things and just make it difficult for you to to dominate the board and of I've played twenty matches with it over a two day span I had fifty 15 wins a dozen of them were elicited by scoops where where the Tovalar deck or the Halana Elena deck would simply like pick up their cards cuz they're like no I can't I can't, I'm not going to I'm not going to play into this stalling strategy which is frustrating like that's like I wanted to have a game the de- mm-hmm. like the outcome was very much in doubt but they didn't want to contend with a deck that was prepared to m- match and, and contest the battlefield remove key threats and force them to have to find a different strategy other than just steamroll me um so that's you know and i commented on this on our discord actually I, on the lowest counts i went and you can find the discord you can actually find the comment where i'm lamenting i'm counting the number of scoops people have just elicited uh i've listed for people and you, you, you and, and Faf actually pointed out really, and probably quite rightfully, that as much as I was targeting those three major players, what I was inadvertently doing was also dumping on everybody else who was playing other, st- cooler, other cool decks. Because the strategy to derail those, derail, you know, uh, Hanlana and Elena and Ishin and Tovalar also derails a ton of other commanders all over the all over the format meaning people who may have been looking for a game did not want to have me dump on their parade with my temeshi deck and that's like that's something i hadn't considered and if we were playing in paper that the discussion about the play experience we want to have could have been had and i could say you know what maybe i don't want to play temeshi against your um, let's go have a look at who who we would play, like what other commanders you can play well, Like there's tons of other fun commanders that you could play without, you know, re- resorting to, uh, let's go sort by rarity. Like, let's say you wanted to play at sushi. Well, okay. You want to play mono red at sushi. I like maybe Tameshi's not the deck for that. Right? Like, but. Broad, a brawl on Arena never allows you to have that discourse. So I was just dumping on people all over the format. And people were like, I don't want to play this stuff because I don't want to have my as sushi tempoed or bubble, bubble snared or whatever. And I have to find a way out from underneath it. So anyway. Um, but it led to me brewing a Satsuki list, which I think was, which was far more of an appropriate response but even still, like, people would scoop if they realized that I was looking to, like, the the Lord Conda saga that exiles their four-mana thing. Well, you know damn well I'm exiling <laughs> Halana and Alina, like, <laughs> off the battlefield. Like, nope. <laughs> Take that away. Um, but, anyway, I, I found it really interesting, and I found it rather frustrating uh, at the standard Brawl level. I didn't find the same problem at Historic Brawl. Like, I, and. I I think you and I both touched on that. I think people in Historic Brawl are, are a little more prepared to sit there and they A, they knew their deck had more resiliency than they do in Standard. And so yeah. they, they knew that if they drew well, they could get themselves out of a situation in most, in most times. So they prepared to stick it out a little bit longer. And then on top of that, like there are people who were probably a little more committed to playing in the first place and playing a game. So they weren't farming wins in the same way as I think you were finding in regular Brawl
1: or in standard brawl. So yeah.
0: that's, yeah. that's, that's my it, thought
1: there. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has has to do with how it's done. There's you just can't take a casual format that's supposed to have that whole social contract. And that social contract rule zero discussion, and then just completely axe it away. And so, if people are wondering what's going to happen if we get rid of those kind of discussions in Commander, oh god, it's it's just just going to be a nightmare. I mean, you're going to have people trying to play Yargle and Pods where Yargle shouldn't be played. Mm-hmm. Although Yargle can Yargle can do gross can things. much hold. Yargle can do things. If you build it right. I watch I watch your yargle deck go, it can do things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's people definitely don't expect certain things, but I mean unless you have a way to match expectations and match deck levels and and do that, there's no real way around it. You're gonna end up with just bad fills and people straight up walking away. Yeah. Which yeah. is what happens. I think
0: you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Um, next, my thoughts on the Planeswalkers. So, the, One of the interesting features of Brawl is that you can use Planeswalkers as your commander. And um, I took a chance... I, I ended up building a Tamiyo and a Tezzeret Brawl deck. Um, and there's the Wandering Emperor and Kaito. Um, now, my thought on Tamiyo and Tezzeret that these two make Pretty poor Commanders in most scenarios. Um, you know, I really don't feel that either of them really does enough to you know, to make yourself actually be a viable deck in Brawl. Even in Standard Brawl, let alone in Historic. Um, I want to hear your experience playing with any of the
1: Planeswalkers from the set as, as Commanders. Um, I do a little bit with the Wandering Emperor. It is a fun one to play. And it's got that whole flash thing yeah. and then being able to activate that first turn. So that helps a lot. You can do it in response to like attacks and things and you know, uh-huh. get rid of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that's what you're trying to do with the Wandering Emperor. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Spoiler for those that don't it, know he wants to kill stuff dead. Yeah. But I mean for For the most part, it's just Kind of hard to to do the planeswalkers. They're not low enough to the ground, mana wise. Yeah, like cost wise, to be able to compete with how fast it is. There are quite a few two CMC commanders in the format right now. There's just cards that are trying to be super fast, like Helana and Elena. Yeah, and they'll just go right through. Yes. Well, that's 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 the thing. And like
0: at least when you have a commander that's a Creature, your creature can tussle with your opponent's stuff. where you're playing Tamio or Tazeret or the Planeswalkers, they just sort of take their knocks and die. Which is not great. And so, like, I'm like, oh, that's it. And yeah. it, even Tameo has a cost reduction mechanic on her. And I'm like, incidentally, have you seen, have you tried to cast Tamio on Arena? <laughs> it is frustrating. I have. It is frustrating. It is. Frustra- yeah, I have. It not. is frustrating because it gives you an option for that hybrid mana that completes her. If you want to spend mm-hmm. a blue, a green, or a hybrid, and you got to scroll through it, and I'm like, oh my gosh! Like just, oh Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, like they just like like cameo still doesn't come down fast enough and do anything meaningful enough. Like my like. I just discovered that the best line of play with Tameo, have her come down in four on four, and then you're immediately trying to plus and like you're not looking to make the token out of your graveyard at all. You want to like tap down their thing to try and build mm-hmm. loyalty to get to that that her ultimate, which actually is very good. Um, yeah. and but otherwise, like, I have not found that the the token making one a minus five like make a token a target thing in your bin is overly useful. And anyway, and then Tazaret is also equally frustrating because you if you're going to draw two cards, you got to discard two cards unless you discard an artifact. Well, you don't. Like, the way it works is that it's not a may. If you have an artifact in hand, you have to discard it. Instead of saying, "Yeah, I would like to discard two cards here and just loot instead of draw and gaining cards," but I have to keep lands and bad things in my hand instead of the the artifact mm-hmm. in my bin. So anyway, I just I yeah. found the two of them very disappointing, and I wasn't I wasn't really down. Um, I didn't get a chance to play with the Wandering Emperor or Kaito, um, but you obviously I'll take your I'll take your word for it that the Wandering Empire. Emperor has uh, is reasonably interesting. Um, I think I think she is more interesting than some. But uh, anyway, yeah. Not sure that I'm not sure they're all very feasible
1: in the long run. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, m- they might be with the new sword.
0: It, well, I think the new sword is going to change that math pretty quick. Woo! <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's. Yeah. Because now, <laughs> now, now you are going to be able to tussle and block and do things. So. Um, now, channel, have you seen the channel ability be overly present in the format, or would you found that it was um, not overly prevalent so far?
1: Honestly, I'm just seeing it in three colors for the most part. There's the Aruara, the Castle, and then Beseju. Those are the pretty much the helmets I see, and, the,
0: and and the crab crab with a stifle on it that thing it's that's like oh
1: that yeah thing... yeah i was thinking more of the land yeah, yeah. No,
0: I, I was too initially and then you had mentioned the crab i think you had mentioned the oh, cra- someone mentioned the crab to me today and i'm like oh i've yeah. seen that and i've used that and that thing's insane because it's essentially an uncounterable stifle ability because it's not you're not casting it
1: just... yeah well Ooh. uncounterable in current standard brawl yes there, there is a response or two to it in in like the extended you uh, historic. Can you
0: stifle that? For, I don't know if you can or not. I don't know. Uh,
1: just... Whirlwind denial hits oh, okay, it, as well as tail's end because it's an ability. Oh, okay, there we go. And it's an act, and and so you can right. hit it that right. way. Yeah, but there's not a lot of other options. There's, like, no options in Standard for it. Right, yeah. There's nothing you can right. do. so
0: anyway, yeah. So I, I didn't see... I haven't seen a lot of Channel. I agree with you. I think I've seen a lot of o- Odawara and the, lots of the Iganjo Castle, but not a lot mm-hmm. of... I, haven't, I, I can't say... I've never seen the black one or the red one used, um, despite the fact that I think they're both eminently quite play, play-, play- The black one I like. Like, act- I actively yeah. like it. Because it's a corpse turn on a land. And I'm like, that seems good. I don't know. Like, yeah. But, um, no, I haven't seen a lot of channel of any sort. Not just on creatures, but on, on you know, the, the lands. So, um, let's come back to Legendary Lands, though. So, have we, have we seen them lots? I mean, I know Odawara gets played lots. Odawara yeah. is probably, like, I would say in Brawl is top is the, is the most prevalent prominent of the five legendary lands. Like is that yeah. like your experience too?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that one got slept on because everyone was focusing on Besaidu and then yeah. once people started playing it it's started getting good. Uh if you don't have copies, I would suggest buying them now. Yeah,
0: it's going up. It's
1: like <laughs> it's I it it's it's starting. <laughs> it's, it's Starting,
0: and like like the 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 pioneer players have come out of the woodwork, and they're picking up all their good all their goodies. And Odawara is going to figure prominently, I think. So yeah, um,
1: Odawara. Yeah, uh, I mean you you play that in any blue yeah. deck? that yeah. you've got any blue deck,
0: every blue deck. Um, same thing with Igano yeah. Castle in constructed formats. It's just decent, um, and so if you're playing. Yeah. You know, in Brawl, or even Historic Brawl, where the creatures tend to be um, susceptible to an Nganju castle, you're going to burn out a lot of things with that. Uh, but I didn't see a lot of Basaju's. I really didn't. I thought I was going to see them all the time, but Basaju seems to have left me alone. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think we might start seeing more of it with the triums coming back in, because you do need those novelistics. Like, right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. To hit, and there's... I mean, currently there's the Innistrad lands, and uh, the Snarls, and the, the F.R. Man lands, yeah. There's... Yeah. And Pathways, yeah. No, that's interesting. Uh, the, it's, just, it's just not seen as that much, but I think if we start seeing a lot more three-color decks, we might see more to target specifically the Triome. Right.
0: Oh, fair enough
1: um let's talk oh but go ahead we got any more to that i was just gonna say but but i could be um, wrong you know i i mean it's definitely seeing much more play in like pioneer and other yes. yeah. uh, constructed type absolutely. formats so um
0: all right let's uh let's have a quick chat the sagas good bad
1: i absolutely love them
0: oh they're good aren't they they're,
1: br- they're brilliant they are s- oh there's so many combos that you can do with these things like if you're able to blink it and start no, it over no. again <laughs> it it just teleportations it it's it just feels bad <laughs> circle
0: is my is my biggest, is my best friend i'm like oh or or the um or yeah Fossa deep dwelling i'm like oh my goodness you are my best friend uh like, I'm like, oh yeah. yes, and it's such a sigh of relief and I'm like, I'm going to get so much value out of this, you're going to cry. So, um, yeah. I have to say, I've been really impressed with, uh, besides you who reaches Skyward, that one, like, if you're playing Landfall decks out sort of with things with anything from Zendikar Rising, High Scoot Swarm, uh, Scoot Swarm and this are like best buds. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny, and you can reset it, and like Maha, oh my god, uh, just yeah, I was just couldn't get over it. So so much, so much fun to be had, and uh, yeah, the the Lord Kondo one with Exile something too, like that just kills things, something mm-hmm. dead.
1: The Lord Kondo
0: is yeah, gross. it's
1: so gross, Right. But... because. Uh, yeah, Azusa's many journeys is another oh, great well, one. Can I come
0: back to Lord Conda for a second? Oh. Lord, Conda sec- yeah, Lord sorry. Conda's second <laughs> second mode, like pretty much is the middle finger to invoke the winds. It's pretty much a big old middle finger, like no, I'm gonna get all my my things back. And so when they yeah. go and try and like steal your stuff and you go, Well, I'm gonna like Lord Conda your commander, then on s- s- mode two, yeah, I'm gonna get my thing you just took back. And then I'm going to beat you to death with it. So like, so good. Um, I, I, yeah, like the fact that they turn into creatures and don't, and don't disappear to your graveyard means they further impact the board after they've gone off the first two times, meaning that they're just good value. Mm -hmm. And if you're a budget player and I can tell you this, you're a budget player playing commander. You should be looking at those sagas and like, Like ask yourself which one of these can I integrate into my decks because not all of them are awesome but like like legitimately stop and have a think like hmm could I play this in my deck what would it yield me because I think you're going to find that it's going to be more positive than negative by far. Um all right what about the dragons how many dragons did you see.
1: Fortunately, not many. I mean, I was initially like super psyched for the dragons. I thought they were going to be super prevalent because you know they're big beefy dragons with the dual mode on them. Yep. But they're just not really getting played. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's kind of sad they don't end up in brawl and. Well, I mean, I've seen not even really seeing them being no, constructed. Not being
0: seen, not being seen constructed. I seen. I've seen Junji. Uh, the black one, and I've seen Ao, the white one. Well, Ao mostly as a commander, yeah. which is interesting. But uh, and Junji yeah. comes out of the deck in, in all sorts of black decks. But, um, yeah. yeah. So, but I haven't, seen, I haven't seen a lot of Kairi, I haven't seen a lot of. I haven't seen a lot of Kura, and I haven't seen a lot mm-hmm. of Atsushi, uh, Atsushi, even though I thought Atsushi would have been the mm-hmm. one that people are more, most interested in. Anyway, what do I know? Alright, let's, let's talk about Farewell. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or yeah, let's, let's not. not. This thing,
0: that's, this this <laughs> card is brutal. It is a brutal card. Like not bad. Like it is fantastic in terms of, but like it's just a feel bad. If you get farewelled, it's yeah. like you're getting gut punched, isn't it?
1: Yeah, especially since they can pick what you have and they don't yes. have, and it's an exile versus Bell a trigger. Yeah, destroy. Yeah. So. Oh. You can't really use the indestructible options that are there. Um, there's really no response to no, this.
0: It's just you, you, unless you have a counter.
1: Unless you have a, really, unless yeah, you unless counter it, you, you got to counter, counter
0: it, or you're going to get blown out. It, it's a blowout. Like it might get a few of their things, but you know it's getting more of your stuff than it's theirs. So it's a it's a huge feel yeah. bad. Um, which also goes uh, quickly. People were discussing whether or not we should. People should be should ought to be playing it in Commander, because if you know how bad it feels to get blown out by a farewell, you have to ask yourself, is this something I want to play in um, in regular Commander with my friends and make them all feel sad? So just a
1: thought, like putting it out. It, it depends on how exactly. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, it depends on how much exactly. you like your friends yeah, and, and whether you want to keep those
0: as friends. <laughs> um, okay. The reality yeah. chip. What do you? Th- what are thoughts on it? Did you get a chance to play it? Try it out. Do anything fun with it?
1: Yeah, it's pretty well. It was underestimated in in the previous season. It was one of those ones that people just kind of thought was. Yeah, it. I
0: I sort of I had sort of discounted and... it too. I have come around to this card as being super busto. Like, guys, I've yeah. come to be super busto. Um, so, it, to me, I know it's not quite the same, but it kind of feels like uh, Bolas of Citadel, where all of a sudden you can chain together a whole bunch of things on the top of your deck in rapid succession, and you go, oh, this is what it feels like to go off with, with Bolas of Citadel. Right. Like, it is yeah. hugely problematic. Like, your opponent's like, uh-oh. Because you're going to put 3 4 5 spells off your top of your deck into play as long as you don't hit too many lands. So um all right. Um so we were talking about the most popular commanders. Would you agree that Ishin Tovalar and Halana and Alina were the the big 3, 1 two, three.
1: Yeah, they're they're definitely what's making up a lot of what people play right now, which Tolliver, I'm not sure why they play that one so much. I mean it is the first decent werewolf commander, but
0: yeah. I, I think it has to I think it has to do with the okay. fact the thing just like leads into drawing cards. And yeah. I think that's what it really comes down to. The other the other one yeah. that I started seeing more and more as the as you know the set is worn is worn on is the Ginja Taxis. And people have sort of figured out a build for Ginger Taxis which you know no good can come from it. It's just it's it' It's a most miserable experience to face down, yeah, holy jumping
1: ah yeah that that's not a commander I'd want to play, and I would love a social contract to be able to say, "No, no, no, yes. thank you. Why can't they say, "Hey, I want to play this deck, and then you can choose another deck to play or decline the match rather than jump in and start playing? I mean, why can't they make a social contract I don't virtually
0: know, uh, but they haven't done it yet. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I, I I don't program so I don't know how hard it is, well, the, but the,
0: I mean that would... one 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 on one ginger taxes is brutal. Like just brutal. <laughs> like you're like, oh yeah. my god. And like you sit there and like I've got I've got a piece of removal in my hand, but now I gotta trick that, that counter trigger with something else derpy and then then zap it. <laughs> and you like and then you know they're replaying it. 'Cause it's taking me three ter- it's taking me yeah. three turns to draw the two pieces of removal I need to move it off the battlefield. So you know they've drawn enough lands to recast it. You're like, this is a temporary holding measure. So Yeah. Um Alright, Ryu is best friends with Ishin, and the Ishin deck packs a really serious punch and is unpleasant to face down. Um, any thoughts on Ryu, extra combat phases, and Ishin?
1: <sighs> yeah. Extra combats is never fun. That's one of those things that goes infinite and Uh well. Potentially. Not in not in Brawl right well, now. Well you but can do a you can you, Who knows what broken card they're gonna play that's to break it. You can, do a, you can do a lot it. with it,
0: because you have Ryu, you have Ishin, and you get uh Morog. Yeah. So you can like yeah, uh, it's it, it. You can get three or four, or maybe even a fifth combat step if you build your, your deck right. And uh, if you get that many combat steps, look out, it's a problem. They're gonna beat the living bejeebus out of you. So, yeah, whew, I, I like my my disdain for Ishin is growing daily because every time I log in to play Brawl, it's like it's more. I get you know, if I play 10 matches. I know four of them are Ishin, and then two are Helena and Elena, two are Tovalar, and I might get two others something else. There's a lot of Ishin flowing, yeah, a lot of it. So, um, all right, last let's, let's go to the last one here. We'll skip the Setsuki point because I think Setsuki, I I've talked about it on the show before. Where I think Setsuki is actually way better than anticipated, uh, but only in standard brawl. Um, it doesn't hold enough water yet. However, touch the spirit realm is so much better than a banishing light. So much better than a banishing light that it's even hard to believe they are even in the same like, weight class of, of of spells. So yeah, like this card is it's yeah. it's a modal, it's a charm on a removal spell. Like you can. Like yeah. oh I don't need to remove your thing I'm going to blink my thing for value, and just cool you're just going to blink it for value so anyway yeah um all right so uh I think we'll skip the rest of that stuff because that's we that's a lot of us re- reiterating a lot of the same points uh, are there any other topics mm-hmm. that we wanted to to you wanted to raise that I haven't pitched to this point uh, or you know that's a pretty good you know, some summation of where we are on in brawl right now.
1: Yeah. um, Honestly, I think the new set is going to shake things up quite a bit and it'll be really interesting. I'm kind of anticipating it being a little bit more like the Ikoria days with a lot of three color stuff and people trying to make three color work because you got the triomes, you got the three color legendaries Got the payoff for the three mm-hmm. colors, and it, it's all going to synergize together and work well together. And so I'm just, I'm really hoping that we see a little bit more diversity, and people will. Yeah, I just want. I just don't want to see. Yeah, diversify I want to see something a bit. else
0: other than Ishin, Tovalar, Halana, and then now Jin. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Now, normally when we have Sona on to talk about uh, talk brawl. We get um, a couple of lists to share with everybody. So we've got a list from Sona, and I'm going to share one of my lists with you guys. Uh, we put there's actually three in the show notes, and I, we can probably find a few more. Um, so, Sona, as the guest, do you want to go first with your uh, Wandering Emperor deck?
1: Yes, and you really have to say the name for it. So, Wandering brawl. Yes, you're going to get dad jokes okay. from me. The, the dad jokes just get stronger the, the older you get, the more kids you have. As someone else who's got four <laughs> kids, I get it. So anyway, help us out. Yeah. Okay, so basically this is around The Wandering Emperor. I do like that flash ability, being able to get it out, being able to use that um, ability the first time it comes out, even if it's flashed out. So if you're being attacked for lethal or whatever, you can basically blink away whatever, exile away whatever's going to kill you, gain a little bit of life. Yeah, the Wondering Emperor could die at some point, but people just don't expect yep. it. and So that not expecting it is kind of what gets them into trouble. Uh, then the mana base, you know, super duper straightforward, because it's monocolor, it's mostly plains, but then I've got Cave of the Frost Dragon, and and Django Jango, Seated the Empire, because if you're playing yeah, white, you're going to play the white yeah. channel. It, I, I, I it, It's just going to happen. And then the Cave of the Frost Dragon, it is a little bit expensive, but you do get the chance to get it for like a 3-4 flying yeah. dragon. You could, so that flying is pretty good. And you can put, it, put
0: counters on it and just, you know, go to town. So,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, and let's look through... You got lot heavy on the enchantment theme here. So, well, wow, Maul
1: of the Skyclaves, which I think if you're playing white, yeah.
0: is the best white equipment they've got right now. End, end of story.
1: That flying and first strike, it cannot be understated enough. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And it's an instant attachment mm-hmm. when it comes into it the battlefield. That's really field. good. So you don't have to pay that first yeah. attach. And with the first strike... Unless somebody's doing something to either blink your thing or, like, exile it or destroy right. it or yeah. whatever, in combat it's going to be harder to get yeah, rid of. No,
0: for sure. Um, but yeah, there's lots of great, great, uh, great enchantments here. I really, I really like the Mishiko's Michi- yeah. M- Reign of Truth. I like that one. Um, this is a deck that looks like it wants to, yeah. to beat down, and uh, nothing quite like it beats down like a Mishiko because. Uh, your, and the Hallowed Haunting is a good one too. So yeah, like this is good. To, mm-hmm. This is good, clean fun on the enchantment front. Um, and then yeah. you know some instant removal, some decent ways to dispose of things. Faithful uh faithful absence is pretty, pretty good. Um, and then we'll continue on into. Yeah. I really like your use of Lucky Offering as a one mana, like disenchant. Granted, it's sorcery speed. Yep. But that means you allow you can double spell and you can deal with it very early. Deal with a, a troublesome enchantment very early in the game, uh, so to sort of keep yourself uh, ahead of the game. So I like it. And then your creature package is like—it's hard to argue. It's like
1: the who's who of
0: of yeah. white cards, really. And you're getting all sorts of great stuff. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, and lion sash oh, yeah. and another great card. Yeah. Um, if you don't have you know, the playset or whatever for that one, I'd probably think about it. Pioneer's going to drive it up more. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> Cause... Sure is. Because it's got that graveyard cleanup mm-hmm. to add counters to it. and I also like the cloud steel Kieran,
0: so <sighs> you just don't lose the game.
1: Yeah, people don't yeah, expect that in. one. They don't expect... Well, why am I not winning? I just killed yeah. you. I just killed you, Oh right. you... Swing in for lethal and get your, yeah. your kicks in.
0: <laughs> for real. No, that's pretty sweet. I like it I have to say. Um, <coughs> I like it. Um, people, if you want to see the list, the list will be in the show notes there, folks. You can check it out um, and take it for a spin. Uh, it doesn't look like it's overly taxing on the mythics either. So The Wandering Emperor, The yeah. Book of Exalted Deeds, I think are the only... Oh, and Icing Death Frost Tyrant
1: are the only... And o, adversary and, and AO, right. Ao. So you're... Yeah, so yeah, it's so you're five. Have,
0: you know, five mythics, which I don't think is outrageous. I really don't. Like, you can build with far, far more... With far more mythics if you really wanted to. So, anyway.
1: That's cool stuff. Yeah, and... Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, it. it can be a lot of fun to play... And I will say, those classes from Afr people are just absolutely. Oh, sleeping those are good. Those. I've
0: I've kept, I keep picking up they, wizards wizards class, um. But yeah. all of them I think are good. I think Bard class is like one people forget about the red green one that makes legendary creatures cheaper. Like yeah,
1: it, yeah. I use yep, that good. a lot. <laughs> so yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah. It, there's nothing that's more shocking to someone to. To see me place down Halana and Elena for two mana. Oh god, that is such a beating! (laughs) And it's getting a counter on it already, and just it's a huge beating, just going from there. Yeah,
0: all right. Um, my deck tonight, I'm going to share with you Sutsuki, uh, the living lore. So, Sutsuki is cares about sagas, and so, uh, for one and a green, you get a one three, uh, legendary creature, human druid, tap it, put a lore counter on each saga you control. Activate only as a sorcery. Um, who is this? What? That's not... Oh, okay. I just got pinged by somebody and I don't know who it is, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Um, but anyway, the other, the other piece that's important with Suzuki is the death trigger. So when Suzuki dies, choose up to one. Return target Saga or enchantment creature you control to its owner's hand, or then return target Saga card from your graveyard to your hand. Um, so... This doesn't sound like a particularly powerful commander. I appreciate, um, but you can do a lot of dirty things. There's a lot of similarities with, I saw a lot of cards that were in your list that double in this one too. So you're playing as many of the sagas, in fact, all the sagas that you have in the format, I think that are in blue, white and green. So fall Lord Kanda, tales of master Shishiro and reign of truth. Era of Enlightened, and um, Reaches Skyward, and Azura's, uh, Azusa's Many Journeys. So those are all, you know, in the deck. And you're playing 16 enchantments to try and make the best of your Atsuki. Um, The other piece that figures in this is that there's, like, a surprising plus one plus one counter theme that starts with Generous Visitor. When you play generous visitor and any enchantment, you start putting counters on stuff, um, and then that plus the Kondama of the West Tree can allow you to ramp something wild. And uh, once you've ramped, you can the there is there's no substitute for using the Lithiform Engine to copy sagas and make people cry. Like there's there's no better feeling. Like, so, when you can Kadama into a whole pile of creature, a whole bunch of land, and now you can activate the Form Engine easily and early, like, your opponents are going to cry. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, so, and then, of course, the two Planeswalkers in the deck are the Wandering Emperor and Ren and Seven. So, one finds you all the lands you need, the other one is going to be just a a very value-based white Planeswalker. And then you're looking at some stacks pieces. So Archon of Emeria has single-handedly won games on its own because your opponents can't like don't have nothing comes into play untapped. Everything is kind of like slow because of Archon. At least Spellbinder slows them down. Um, What else slows people down? Lots of lots of interesting stuff in the deck and ways to respond to your opponents. Um, and ultimately, very fair. And so, while people were complaining about the Tameshi brawl list, uh, this one is uh, not a, a deck that's looking to frustrate your opponents. Is looking to play you on a pretty fair axis, but uh, is still um, you know a reasonably strong deck. And I've had my success with it. So, uh, any thoughts, Sona, on, on uh, Suzuki?
1: Honestly, I, I think that one is a commander that people are kind of overlooking not just for brawl but for commander in general anytime you have a very low cmc commander that's just at 2 it's gonna be good and yeah there are this x number of sagas currently in standard brawl and there's not a lot more as far as dominaria goes I, I mean just Lean into the enchantments, mm-hmm. which you did, yeah, and it looks no, it's, fun. It's, it's good fun. So this, is, it's good fun. Yeah, this is one I'm working on building into a commander. For, like, you know, yeah, I had a thought for
0: Sitsuki, <laughs> but I think I want to hold off on her. And, like, well, you know, I have a copy, and I'm going to sit on her for a couple years and see when's the next time mm-hmm. we get some sagas. Um, because I do think that it's, uh, like, she's quite interesting. And far more powerful than I would given her credit for right off the hop. So, anyway. Yeah. So, folks, if you want to see the lists, you can go check them out in the show notes down below. Um, go have a look. Have a gander at what Sona brought today. What I brought um, being, you know, super, like, just super interesting decks that you could you could t- try out. They're not too intensive for too many cards and wild cards and such. But, anyway. Just decent stuff. All right. Anything else that uh, we want to hit on, uh, Sona, before we wrap up?
1: Um, just I think this new set's going to be fun, and it totally was ground Up <laughs> Angel <laughs> that's yeah, powering guess, the so. plane.
0: and <laughs> Not drugs,
1: not cocaine, I swear. I, I mean, they, should, they shouldn't have called it Halo if they didn't want us to guess what it was immediately. Well, I mean... <laughs> They could have called this something like Ethereum or or something along well, those I lines. Should, I, think, I think
0: they should have or called Etheria it Ethereum. Or... Like aether but... has been sort of like from a lore standpoint, yeah. like the magical energy that made Kaladesh go, and like it seems to keep yeah. coming back as this recurring energy theme. And like, why not have aether be the 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 substance or or like kind of like shimmer in the the arcane stuff? Like anyway, but like whatever, yeah, whatever. it's. Yeah. Okay, fine, whatever, but I also love the whole like. And at your LGS, give your your customers like make believe drugs, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even. But don't you dare put yeah, it in an no. alcohol glass. Don't put that, it in a martini glass. But like, okay, I'll just put it in my highball glass. Thanks. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna look like a drunk, alcohol, drunk alcoholic with almost all these drugs. Like, oh yeah. boy, oh boy, it's yeah, it's and- embarrassing. <laughs> yeah
1: and meanwhile Mob Mixless is out there doing bumpers of Avison or whatever and it's just <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> come <seriously>, on <laughs> Like there's an eight ball of Avacyn sitting on the table and is sitting in the corner like, like all ground up ready to be sold on the street tomorrow like oh god yeah. oh god all my favorite <laughs> angels um, alright folks uh, if you um, were interested in the giveaway here is how you get your name in the draw We'll be giving it away on the week of, of May the second, uh, so you got a couple of weeks to get your name in. So when the show goes live on Twitter, uh, be sure to like, retweet, and then use the hashtag, hashtag #epicexpcast uh, so we know uh, to find your name and enter you into the draw. All right, so uh, we will be uh, the cutoff will be on Sunday, uh, May the first at eight p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time that's when I will be sitting down and compiling the list of, of winners uh, or sorry, names that are entered into it and I will be drawing our winner. Um, the good news is that there's lots of time between now and then to get your name in. So please, if you're interested, get your name in and we'll see about winning you that Killian deck. That's going to wrap this week's show up. A big thank you to Sona for coming in and uh, helping out tonight. Um, Sona, if people wanted to reach
1: out to you on the internet, in an internet, how could they do so? Uh you can usually find me on Twitter, BianSona. Um I'm also pretty much in Discord like yes, all the time. You you are you are, you like you're you're a very constant <laughs> very constant presence
0: there. So if people wanted to talk to Sona, join the 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 Lotus Council Discord and join and just start typing and Sona's likely to respond to you. Uh so um All right, <laughs> if you wanted to send us some feedback uh, to congratulate us for our 100th show or anything else, uh, you can reach out to us on, on uh, through email at the podcast at gmail.com. It's in the show notes, so you can find it pretty easily. If you want to find us on Twitter, your, our Twitter handle is at EpicExpCast. Uh, you can reach us out there. It's probably the fastest way to get a hold of us. If you like any of our decks, our decks that are available on Moxfield at uh, the Epic Experiment podcast as our username, so by all means go and check it out there. You can find us on Instagram uh, using the, the, the name Epic Epic EXP cast. Um, so yeah, all sorts of great places to reach out to us on the social medias. Uh, if you like what you hear and you want to like, leave uh, like it or leave a question, like leave a comment. Uh, follow us, subscribe, or everything else on your favorite uh, podcast app. By all means, feel free to go and check out uh, your favorite app and leave us one. Uh, we're available on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, LosCounselor.com, Spotify, and now on Amazon. We are available in all your major all your major locations. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys, so check us out. Next week, we're going to have on our our judge friend Liam. Um. Also known as Wherefore, or right now I believe is Mushu on the if you are in the Discord. So uh, Liam will be joining us to help us go through the rules as they pertain to New Capenna, uh, help us understand Blitz, and help us understand the Knive uh, mechanic and everything else that's going on, which is going to be super fun and super cool. Uh, once again, big thank you to Sona for joining us tonight. Um, and uh, I guess to all you lovely listeners out there, thanks very much for listening to episode 100 of the Epic Podcast. Uh, this is for signing off now. which wish you all the best for everybody. Thanks very much, everybody. Take care. And hope for the podcast.